0: Hello, American. Happy Friday before the 4th of July. What a big day we have. I'm really excited, and I want to get started with some big, big news. Yesterday, the Supreme Court, on its final day of the 2021-2022 session, handed down some historic rulings. Perhaps the most important of them all is known as the case of West Virginia versus EPA, where the far reach of the administrative state of the federal bureaucracy, the alphabet soup of Washington, was reined in by the Supreme Court in an important 6-3 decision. What was reined in was you can't create policy with unelected bureaucrats. You may create policy with Congress, and Congress can give the guidance to the federal agencies on how to implement policy. But when it comes to major issues, only the Congress can set the policy in law, and bureaucrats on their own who have no accountability to People of America can't make up the policy decisions on their own. This is a reigning in of about two decades of efforts by the Obama and Biden teams over the years to create climate and other policies that could not pass Congress. They couldn't get it through Congress, so they tried to create it through the executive fiat of federal bureaucracies and agencies and the administrative state. And the Supreme Court said, you know what? That's not what the Constitution says you can do. It's not what our founding fathers intended A important ruling for anyone who's concerned about the size, the reach, the lack of democratic responsiveness of the federal bureaucracy. This is a major win. And the man who pursued that case, who scored that win, is going to join us first up today in the podcast. West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, he brought that case, he won that case. He is among a group of a new generation of state's attorney generals. We've had him on the show often. Todd Rakita and our good friends in Texas with Kent Paxton, large numbers of attorneys generals going out and trying to exercise the rights given to them under states, under federalism, to tell the federal government, you can't do whatever you want. You can't just run roughshod over us or the Constitution. And that's what was inherent in this decision yesterday. We're going to hear directly from Attorney General Patrick Morrissey right after the commercial break. And then after that, Devin Nunes, a good friend of the show, the current CEO of the Trump Media and Technology Group, also the former congressman whose work significantly changed the course of history on the Russia collusion narrative, which we now know to be a false narrative, a false investigation, a discredited investigation. He's going to join us. We're going to talk about President Trump's legacy in the courts, the fact that his legacy lives long beyond his term, and the work of the three Supreme Court justices he got to pursue and to appoint before the end of his term. We'll talk about that. Plus, there's a whole bunch of new features coming out on Truth Social over the next few weeks. We've got all of them for you, and you'll definitely want to check that out as Congressman Nunez is going to bring us up to speed on everything he's working on to create more engagement, more interactivity with the Truth Social app. All right, folks, we are going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to start our day off with West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, the victor in yesterday's historic Supreme Court case known as West Virginia versus EPA. We'll have that right after these messages from our great partners, sponsors, and advertisers. Thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out.
1: Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret?
0: All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Yes, yesterday was a historic moment. At the end of a historic Supreme Court session, the ruling in West Virginia versus EPA has long, long legs. It has a profound effect on the growing federal bureaucracy, the growing intrusion on American and states' rights from a federal bureaucracy that isn't responsive to the voters. That win was orchestrated by none other than West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, who we are lucky enough to have join us today. Attorney General
2: Patrick Morrissey, good to have you on, sir. Hey, it's great to be with you, and today is a great day for the rule of law. And I'm just proud that a little old West Virginia gets to get out in front and lead on this. But I do want to also give credit to all of the many state attorneys general who join. You win as a team and West Virginia likes to build championship teams and make sure that we're standing for our constitution, our republic, our freedoms and the rule of law. And yesterday was a, a great achievement in that regard. It really
0: was. And, and it's amazing because when you step back, what really happened here with federal regulators is that regulators without the authority of Congress tried to basically put your state's industry, the coal industry, out of business. When, what do you see the justices telling those bureaucrats? Where are the limitations to bureaucratic authority going forward?
2: Well, I think yesterday was big for a lot of reasons. And we've argued, obviously, against a lot of the regulations that would come that would put a lot of our energy jobs at risk and would drive up the price uh, on the power grid. And that's been fundamental to our state. In fact, West Virginia really suffered quite a bit during the Obama era because of these regulations in part they were in part responsible so but I'll tell you what we actually focused on a very straightforward concept and this is why I think that the court ultimately agreed with us we focused on this major questions issue. And we wanted to say, this is really about maintaining the separation of powers, not climate change, because it was about who gets to make the major decisions of the day. Not necessarily what those decisions are, but who gets to make it. And the reason that's so important is because when you have something so fundamental, of vast economic and political significance, you want the people's representatives to make a decision and to have clear statements, clear lines of delegation to the federal agencies. And that did not happen here. That's why the court said that it was not going to allow the Clean Power Plan or a similar type of regulation to go forward that's fundamental because that allows every state in the nation to participate in our wondrous constitutional republic and our process because west virginia new york california nebraska ohio all the states of the nation have the ability to sit down and weigh in that's what the founders intended that's what this case is all about so going forward i think it uh, helps really solidify This major questions doctrine so that you're going to be able to limit when the bureaucrats can reach down, seize power and try to take some one strand of ambiguity and turn it into a major rulemaking with incredible burdens on the American people. And so I am really gratified that the court resolved it on those grounds as opposed to just merely some technical grounds.
0: Yeah, no, it's really interesting. Now, since the 1990s, since I guess the Clinton era, uh, there has been this concept of the Chevron deference doctrine, for lack of a better word. Do you think this ruling, while it doesn't directly overturn that concept of the Chevron administrative law doctrine, do you think this is the opening to possibly having that reevaluated somewhere down the road?
2: Well, I think that our case made it clear that that was not a direct challenge to uh, Chevron. Right. Uh, the one thing I would note, though, is that in the court's uh, decision, they indicated that this major questions doctrine would be kind of an independent review that you have to look at these extraordinary questions and apply the major questions doctrine. And if you fail that test, then boom, you, you know, the agency is not going to act. So that's significant. And so obviously that interrelates with what goes on in Chevron. But we were sensitive to not do a a frontal assault in this particular case, because we thought this was about major questions and we're trying to see clarity on that particular topic. But uh, there clearly will be some interrelationship and uh, this will have an effect on how all administrative cases move going forward.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Everybody we've talked to believes that. There are efforts underway in the Biden administration right now to begin to legislate through bureaucrats what Congress hasn't legislated. Securities and Exchange Commission may be the best example with the ESG. Is that your next focus right now, now that you've got this win to get that litigated as well?
2: Yeah, that's a very, it is. It's a very high profile issue And it's part of our effort to ensure that the Biden administration is not distorting the underlying mission of all the federal agencies. One thing that was deeply disturbing is that when President Biden came in, he started to ask not only the EPA to regulate, but... He goes to the Department of Energy, He goes to HHS, he goes to the Securities and Exchange Commission, Department of Labor, all the federal agencies. And he wants to make them champions of climate change and transform them into being an environmental regulator. That's not how our Constitution works. As I mentioned before, you need to have clear statements of authority for each of these agencies in order for the agencies to act on a big question of the day. And clearly, Biden has uh, tried to transform the federal bureaucracy to suit his agenda, but it's not going to hold up. And I think one of the best examples of federal overreach where the major questions doctrine can now be applied is in the SEC's ESG rules for those who are listening you now this is one of the single worst rules out there because not only is it transforming the SEC from a securities enforcement arm into an environmental regulator it's fundamentally trying to distort the role of the SEC and really cripple free markets why? because you're of putting these broad new mandates where they lack authority to do so on all of these public companies, and you're trying to drive them toward regulatory action that the administration lacks authority to do with its underlying substantive agencies like the EPA and Interior and DOE. So this is really uh, very aggressive. We think that uh, they lack the authority under the major questions doctrine to move forward with it. And it's a dangerous rule overall uh, because they are making all sorts of changes. And this is how they get to push their woke agenda into the corporate boardrooms, by mandating these new ESG uh, uh, provisions. And then that's how you try to get the private sector market to do what the government lacked authority to do. We're on top of it. We submitted a 24 state letter in opposition to the Securities and Exchange ESG rule. We're gonna be supplementing that soon as a result of yesterday's decision. And we're not going to let this guy do uh, little shortcuts around constitutional requirements.
0: Yeah, and it's remarkable that they have to go this route because they have the White House, they have the Senate, and they have the House, and they still can't pass their agenda, which may tell them something about where the American people are. I want to step back for one second, um, because for most of the Trump presidency, the bureaucracy, the administrator state, was at loggerheads with him. There were leaks of his private phone calls with world leaders. There were the false allegations of Russia, the false allegations of Ukraine, the false allegations at Lafayette Square. And uh, the, the, the famous term, the deep state, came out in the media. And th- there was this epic battle. Donald Trump has now gone 18 months out of office, but he may have gotten the last laugh because the Supreme Court he left behind, those three new justices, actually reigned in the administrative state like no other ruling. This, this court case that you brought with the three justices that he brought to the court really reigned in a bureaucracy that few people have been able to reign in. Is there a little bit of irony in
2: that dynamic? Look, I think uh, President Trump did some amazing things with the federal judiciary and uh, he doesn't get enough credit for that. And I really applaud the court for the decision that they made yesterday because this uh, has the opportunity to be kind of transformative and ensuring that the administrative state understands that it has to live under the same constitution that we all do. Right. And uh, I think President Trump uh, should rightfully take a Uh, a victory lap on all the things that he did. And I applaud him for it. And I I was actually just thinking of about that right before I came on for you, that a lot of this probably wouldn't have been possible if uh, the court system hadn't moved uh, to be open to how we view the Constitution and the importance of uh, originalism and textualism and to get the kind of justices that are now in the court Uh, Johnny, it's been a heck of a busy stretch the last few weeks. West Virginia's been involved in a lot of these cases, and we've mostly been winning on this. But we've articulated the same principles since I've been AG, since 2013, and it's really rewarding to see uh, that the courts have been responsive to these arguments. Yeah,
0: and I imagine if the founding fathers were alive today, they would probably say, this is exactly what we intended. If the federal government got too big in terms of size, cost, reach, We created states' rights and federalism specifically to rein it in. Uh, this, you are, are emblematic of a new generation of, uh, state attorneys generals who have really invigorated, uh, the federalism and states' rights, uh, movement that, you know, our founding fathers saw as the solution. How satisfying is it to know that you and your colleagues are really starting to score the wins exactly the way the founding fathers intended?
2: Look, I think it's exactly uh, as you articulate, and it is rewarding. We work with a great group of attorneys general, the Republican Attorneys General Association, and all of our members. They deserve a lot of credit. Uh, not only for this case, but all the work that's done, because you all work together, right? There are some cases, you know, Texas gets out in front and leads, and some cases West Virginia gets out in lead, or Florida, or Missouri, or Louisiana, or Ohio. And the reality is that that's the way the system should work. So uh, it's been a lot of effort and initiative. Uh, we've had a great team, uh, but I will say this. Everything that uh, we're doing here is consistent with the rule of law, with our Constitution. We're trying to protect our freedoms. And if people want to learn more, you know, Google Patrick Morrissey. Try to look at all the good stuff uh, that we're doing because it goes way beyond West Virginia EPA. It does. The gun case that came out last week, we are very involved in that. We've already followed up with uh, some of the May issue states because we want to see them comport with the Second Amendment. The Dobbs case, we're already active, trying to make sure that we're going to protect as many uh, lives and many babies' lives as humanly and legally possible. We have the Washington state issue with the coach and, and prayer. We're behind all of those so when folks look and say, hey, what is Patrick Orsi, a Republican attorney general, doing? what are all the other Republican attorneys general doing? Well, right now, we're the folks that are on the front line saving America, and we need to do a lot more of that. We're trying to recruit more attorneys to ensure that we take on more cases because the threats are very real from this administration and from one party rule in D.C., and we need to stand up and fight.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. That is such a key, key moment now. And, and the history is unfolding in front of our eyes. Attorney General Morsey, it's always an honor to have you on this show. Congratulations on a big win. We're going to be watching, particularly with those ESG rules, because it seems like some more history is ahead of us.
2: Yeah, sounds good. I mean, be on the lookout in the upcoming weeks because we, uh, we are going to have a, some additional announcements. And uh, I really appreciate you covering this because you know that a lot of people are misinterpreting this or they're trying to distort uh, what this West Virginia VPA case is. But once again, I want to say to everyone listening, this is about who gets to decide the major questions of the day, not what gets decided. But following constitutional process matters. Adhering to the separation of of powers matters. Honoring the rule of law matters. That's what yesterday did.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. It is being so you're right. It's been miscast as oh, this is just a war on climate change. No, it isn't. It's a it's just reining in how policy is created in America back to the way the Constitution said it. it's really Correct. really an important part. Well, sir, it's a great honor to have you on the show, and I hope you have a wonderful Fourth of July Independence Day.
2: Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you, sir. All right, folks, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back, our good friend Devin Nunes, the former congressman from California, the current CEO of the Trump Technology and Media Group. He'll be joining us with an update on what's going on in the Truth social platform and his thoughts on Donald Trump's legacy in the courts with the Supreme Court decisions of the last few weeks. We'll have that right after this commercial break. Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC AMAC.us slash just news to become a four-year member for just. $30 Join now at AMAC, amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us forward slash justnews. Welcome back, America. Yesterday, I woke up and I was checking the statistics on Just the News' website, justnews.com. And a funny thing happened. For the first time, the referrals coming in from the Truth Social platform were the number two source of traffic coming in. We get a lot of different traffic from Twitter and aggregators and famous websites. But to see truth, it's been rolling up our traffic shorts every day. And we have the perfect person here to explain why that is happening. He's a former congressman, the man who unraveled the Russia collusion case. And today he's the man behind Truth Social, the CEO of Trump Media and Technology Group, Devin Nunes. Congressman, good to have you back on the show.
3: John, thank you so much. And Amanda, great to be with you. And I'm just disappointed that we're not number one. I don't like being number
0: two. You're working (laughs) your way there. You've been climbing the chart every week. (laughs) So what is going on that, uh, you know, we're just seeing remarkable engagement on the site. Uh, Many times a post I'll put up on Truth will be identical to what I put up on Twitter. And I'll get 10x the engagement. There's something going on in this audience that you and the president have aggregated. What is
3: it? Well, look, I think people know that we're open. Our features are growing. I was just on my phone. You know, we're coming out with all with new features, hopefully next week. You know, it could be before the 4th of July or right after. Uh, and they're going to be phenomenal features, I can just tell you. So a lot of people are used to just the timeline where we're going to introduce a carousel, uh, which is going to be, I think, something that's really going to propel us. It's going to make it uh, much easier for people to find people that they, that they follow. And there's gonna be some other cool feature updates also. So you know what we are is look, we're, we're opening up the internet. The president has been clear. He wants to give the American people their voice back. And that's what we're doing. I think people are finding that every day we get better and we're building this block by block and people know that we're that safe place on the internet, plain and simple, because we're not gonna steal your data and we're not going to be shut down by some tech tyrant so this is it's just a lot of fun and look when we're every day we also inch closer because i know everybody asks about android um you know we're we're getting closer every single day so you know hopefully it's sooner rather than later but you know we have to work with the google play store on that as as many people know and we're you know so far so good and we're hopeful that we can get that soon but you know, anybody can access us, go to truesocial.com from any device and you can get it from your web browser and sign up and get an account now. And then you can then drive traffic to just the news, which is what, you know, which, which is what we're essentially trying to be. We're that rising tide that lifts all boats in an ecosystem that's been attacked and under siege by woke corporates, far left and propaganda. We're, we're, we're just that place, I think, ultimately that that. Everybody will be everybody who wants to have no censorship of political views, whether you be right or left. That's going to be us.
1: I I love that. And I know a lot of people are looking forward to the updates, this person included. I've got two thumbs and I'm looking for the updates updates. I wanted to ask you, though, a an interesting new member of Truth Social. Uh, Our governor over here in California, his very first post, I think, was pertaining to murder in red states, never mind the spike in crime here in California cities in L.A. and San Francisco and Oakland and Sactown. No, nah, don't, don't worry about that. But uh, what did you think when you heard that Gavin Newsom was joining Truth?
3: Well, look, as I was just saying, Amanda, we are an open speech platform and we don't censor people for political views. And, you know, I don't know what uh, the governor was thinking. Maybe his team thought that we were going to boot him off. But. As you know, we welcomed him and, you know, we have other, we have a lot of Democrats that are actually on the site. And I don't mean just, we have a lot of Democrats who just don't like Republicans. So they like to be on our site, just attacking Republicans and and attacking Donald Trump, which is fine. Uh, We have no problem with that. But also we have a lot of disenfranchised Democrats, right? So we have Tulsi Gabbard, who's now been on the pl- platform. She ran for president. She served with me in Congress. Very prominent Democrat, very very well known. You see her on, uh, on television a lot. You know, she posts regularly. So, um, you know, I'm you know, just putting my true social hat on that you can, you can see me behind me in the screen. We're not, you know, I don't have to engage in politics. We're open for these. You know, we want more Democratic governors to come on. And I think that, you know, Gavin Newsom is smart. I think he's differentiating himself from the other Democrats uh, who don't want to engage in free speech. And look, he has his views and he has the right, at least at true social, to express those views.
0: Yeah, what a liberating idea that you could actually have free speech on a free speech platform. It's great. Uh, Listen, I watch it. They'll see Gabbard, too. Her account is one of the most thoughtful accounts every day we see some form of news coming off the site for whether it's President Trump, Tulsi Gabbard, really thoughtful things that actually influence policy. And it's become a great news source for us, not only a source of traffic. It's really remarkable. Uh, Devin, I want to take you back to politics because it isn't that long ago you were in Congress. You know what it's like to be there. John, it's
3: 4th of July. It's 4th of July. I know. (laughs) just a little bit of time off. I know, we we
0: really should, but we can't do that because you're one of the few sane voices that ever came out of Congress. Um, There was this amazing moment uh, where over the last two, three weeks, the January 6th committee would put out a story. They'd have a witness or a document and within 24 or 48 hours, the story would unravel because the Democrats chose not to go get the facts. They took hearsay or they took partial text messages and they didn't do the due diligence you did When you're at the House Intelligence Committee unraveling the Russia collusion story, the idea that Congress doesn't even want to do the basics of fact gathering before they put allegations out, how disheartening is that for someone who served in those hallowed halls?
3: Well, John, it's a a lot like Groundhog Day. So if you remember during the Russia hoax, we had 95 percent of the media or more lined up against us on a daily basis. And this was a tactic that they I mean, they've always the left has always been using, using it, but Uh, They got reckless with this tactic. It was, you know, every time they would leak stuff out of the as we were doing interviews behind closed doors, depositions, uh, you know, constantly there would be leaks. And of course, the leaks were fake. They were phony. And once those depositions came out, the Democrats had egg on their face. But, you know, getting back to true social, I don't mean to do that. But over time, I quickly realized that there was over half of America that still, you know, after all that we exposed, Still were looking at this that Republicans or believed Republicans and President Trump had something to do with Russia. And that's when I noticed something was seriously wrong. From the from the spiking of the Hunter Biden laptop story in the 2020 election to the kicking off of not just President Trump off of all social media, but many people that now find their home at True Social, you know, they were booted. And you know, that caused us to 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 you know create this company. And you know, I ran around in 2021 talking about my concern about this before president trump even announced that he was going to form this new company that by the way he was forced to create he didn't need a new company so going back to you know just to to answer the the question it's groundhog day the democrats did this and then they did you know the Mueller. they were going to bring that to life that blew up on their face then the ukraine impeachment hoax that blew up in, in front of their face but now they've really reached a uh, almost a, a new level, of, uh, not uh, almost, it's, this is a new level. They have now created President Trump into a superhero. He has superhero powers because <laughs> he's got arms that can stretch out, you know, just like, <laughs> you know, Plastic Man or Fantastic Four, they can just stretch. You know, what It would be like 15 feet to grab the wheel uh, in the limo or the <laughs> beast, as they call it, from the Secret <laughs> Service. So this has gone from leaks from five or six years ago of stuff that wasn't said in a deposition to just pure fantasy land is where we're at.
1: Very quickly, I want to ask you, we've got about a minute left. I know you're delighted to be out of politics, but with these historic decisions coming out of the Supreme Court, namely Roe v. Wade, do you have a little bit of FOMO that you weren't there in D.C. when those decisions were announced?
3: Well, look, these, uh, as you know, the court's have, you know, for a long time, I think, been disappointing. And I think finally, we're starting to see some of the good decisions uh, by these justices that have been, you know, like Clarence Thomas has had some of these positions for a long time. We're starting to actually see those put into effect that is really, I mean, nothing, I don't think any of these decisions are out of the norm. I mean, it's about states' rights. I mean, right. you know, which is yeah. the foundation of our country. And, and just finally, Amanda, I think what I would say is this is something that I don't think we'd be seeing these decisions come out at 6-3 if it wasn't for the leaks. I think maybe some of these justices woke up finally, yeah. won't mention any names and said, OK, assassination attempts, hanging outside of our house. No, no more. Yes. No more. And I think that could be what yeah. we're seeing. Good point.
1: Yeah, a healthy dose of crazy happening over there. We're happy that we're not there for it. John, you're stuck there in the swamp with all that stuff happening. Devin and I, we got out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Devin Nunes. Everybody go check out True Social. They've got those updates forthcoming. We'll be right back after the commercial break. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe.
0: All right, folks, that wraps up a whole week of John Solomon Reports. We have a great Sunday edition planned for you. So if you're out cooking hamburgers and hot dogs on the grill or swimming in the pool or reading on the beach, don't forget to check us out. A great lineup from some of our best guests from the TV show this week. You will not be for a loss. We've got Congressman Andy Biggs from the great state of Arizona. We've got the South Dakota Governor, Kristi Noem, where she's got a new book out and has been on the front lines of the battles over abortion. The Texas Attorney General, Ken Paxton, he'll be joining us. Hogan Gidley, the former Trump White House spokesperson and now one of the leading voices on election integrity in America. And one of the rising stars of the Republican Party, North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson. That's the Sunday show. Check it out. It's going to be a barn burner for sure. And then on Monday, yes, it's the 4th of July. And You say, ah, why don't we just do some reruns? No, we're not going to do that. We've put together a very special 4th of July program for you. Lots of amazing people bringing us up to speed on the very important issues of the day. Governor Noam is going to talk about why the Fourth of July matters so much and her battle with the Biden administration over allowing Fourth of July fireworks at Mount Rushmore. That's going to be an interesting conversation. The family behind the brand new flag park, the Celebration of America Park in Maine, they're going to be joining us to describe why they're building a one billion dollar theme park that celebrates America, celebrates old glory, celebrates the twenty-four million men and women who have served in armed services beginning from the start of our great country that we're going to have all of that a very special fourth of july and we also have a little bit of fun joey chestnut the hot dog eating champion of the world yes he's got the belt he's had the belt for a long time there's another fourth of july hot dog eating contest in coney island one of my favorite places when i was a young kid well guess what we are going to have joey chestnut championship mindset on the show he's going to tell us how do you eat 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes because he's done it not once but several times how do you get ready that's going to be a fun interview as well a little bit of smiles it'll make you laugh and enjoy we'll have a great show all around all right folks before we go i always like to shout out one of our great partners one of our strategic partners and no better partner to shout out on this weekend heading into the 4th of July than our friends at Birch Gold Group. You know what the economy's been doing really for the last 18 months, but it's early since January. The stock market is down significantly. If you add Amazon stock, it's down about 37% from where it was earlier this year. Tesla, you know, another one of the great blue chips of the modern America, down almost 40% cryptos are in serious crisis. And there is a lot of concern that now, That inflation has taken the huge bite of our wallets. Now, the Fed's solution, raising interest rates rapidly, is going to make your ability to have a credit card, buy a car, buy a house, all the more difficult. The dynamic that we like to call rising inflation, rising interest rates, causes stagflation. And we've had Philip Patrick, our good friend on this show, to describe that every step of the way over the last 18 months as he's worked with us, he has hit on this warning. He's been right about every warning. So if you want to say, listen, I can't take another day of watching my IRA or my 401k decline or my investments decline, we have a great opportunity because a lot of people don't know this, unless you listen to the show, of course. You can diversify your 401k and IRA retirement investments into gold and silver and win in a big way, and it remains tax-deductible. It remains tax-free. It means tax-sheltered. The most stable asset in the history of the world, of course, is gold, and Birch Gold Group is the company I trust to help you convert an IRA or 401k into a IRA in gold and silver. Now... They have set up a special offer, a 20-page kit that just gets you up to speed. Once you learn about it, you can make a great informed decision. Don't lose any more value in your IRA, your 401k, your SEP if you have one of those. All you have to do to get started on this great journey and tap into the expertise and the really great people that are a part of Birch Gold Group is you go and text the word "Just News" to 989898. Let me give you that again. Just News to 989898. You're going to get a free no-obligation info kit on gold from Birch Gold. They are the Precious Metals Professionals. I trust them enough to buy from them. You should too. So text the word Just News to 989898 and secure your savings right now. All right, folks, that's a good homework assignment for the 4th of July. Don't miss out on the opportunity. We'll be back on Tuesday with regular programming. Do not miss the 4th of July special on Monday. Amanda Head and I did some really fun things for you. We wanted to do something special to celebrate this great country on its 246th birthday on Independence Day 2022. Hey, think about this. We're only four years from the 250th birthday of America. What a great milestone for the greatest experiment in governance man has ever known. All right. With that, I want to sign off and ask that God bless you. God bless this extraordinary country, United States. Thank you for listening. If you need a news fix over this long holiday weekend, just go to justthenews.com. We've got you covered, and we'll be back Tuesday with regular programming. Happy Fourth of July. Happy Independence Day. Happy birthday, America. Let's have a great weekend. Talk to you on Tuesday. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite.